We might be freaks, but we know our mother phone can beats in beats in beats in beats in beats. This is the Freakbeat CDM Podcast and this is your host Johnny Walker. I'm coming back again with another episode. This is the end of August 2019. This is the 122nd episode, I believe. And this one, I took the opportunity to discuss uh, something that came from uh, my YouTube channel in particular. For those who are subscribers or followers, you must have noticed that um, I bloated a few sets from the... Creamfields 2019 and the one the dead mouse one the one where he played with the cube version 3 it, it kind of uh, took me by surprise of how popular it becomes so far it has 30,000 views and this is the most watched video on the channel the reason I'm doing this is to discuss well I took the inspiration about that from a few comments that uh, the followers or the subscribers have made and in particular how Dead Mouse is basically recycling the same playlist over and over again. So I thought I wanted to have a look at that and see if that's true. Just to remind for you guys who are not so familiar with uh, Dead Mouse, he has released so far eight albums, and of course he has many other releases. Uh, and I looked at the playlist. Uh, he started with Nosedive, which is from the soundtrack he did for Polar, that uh, Netflix film. Uh, continue with uh, FML, Cthulhu Slips, Avaritia, Imaginary Friends, Three Pound Chicken Wing, My Pet Collar Kant, Mass, More Ghosts and Stuff, followed by Ghosts and Stuff, followed by Monophobia, followed by Rage Your Weapon Live, then it was Drama Free, then Saturn and coasted and finally he closed with strobe and so these are 16 tracks all together the as i said the the show had a lot of traction it was i gathered the second time that uh, he played on the cube 3 version 3 and the first he premiered it if you remember in ultra 2019 and what he does is he actually sits in the cube and he he brings these um, the visuals he, he does them live most of the comments of the subscribers were about uh, you know how how awesome the visuals were and how fantastic the show is and you know how amazed they are and how happy they are and people were commenting that they're going to see him soon then there were a few comments about the music and this sort of argument that i'm going to make here ties up a lot with uh, the 114th episode i made about eric Pritz and holosphere so do go it was published on july 20th 2019 just over a month ago, where I discussed about the choices, the music choice that Eric Pritz made um, during his Holosphere show in Tomorrowland. I'm just going to mention a few of uh, the comments, the good comments initially by the subscribers. One guy says, thanks for posting this. Holy shit, I feel like Dead Mouse is better than ever in 2019. Yes, nosedive. Didn't expect to see this one. So he started with that. This is absolutely amazing and beautiful, but I just wish he played I Remember at his shows again. And then some comments that are not so complimentary that have to do with the music. Everybody was very complimentary about the, the light show and the cue. All that looking incredible, and these are the first few songs you play. What a waste, Mouse, come on. Your skill is incredible. You can def do a lot better. Looking incredible, man. That cue puts other stages to shame. 
then we have another comment. Just to clear that up, in fact, Joel has at least five versions of strobe. Fun fact, this, the Splice Chimera pack he put out has a MIDI file from one of the versions titled DM Strobe Somebody. The MIDI file is called Podagrus. What uh, this guy was commenting about strobe because he played the, the, the standard strobe version. Then another comment is, I love that mouse always will, but the set list show and new cube disappointed me. I guess the idea of the cube is to hide from the audience. Another one playing the same song since 2014. And the final one, I really respect everything that mouse has done in his career, the whole cube concept and visuals. Always trying to expand in all ways, including Mousetrap. I also noticed the changes he's been making in his, his behaviors towards his fans and light itself. But for God's sake, stop regurgitating the same playlist in every single set for the last 10 years. He literally plays the same exact song in every set and it's so played out and old. Seriously, Strobe and Ghost and stuff just need to stop being played. He sprinkles in a new track or two, but the majority is recycled old stuff for years. I like to hear newer tracks and old remixes, playing some of the label's tracks. I don't know, something different and exciting. I'll probably end up going to a Test Pilot show instead. For those of you who don't know, Test Pilot is his techno moniker, where he just plays more techno rather than his usual style. Well, this last fan has a point to make. Deadmau5 has made so many releases, he has his techno moniker, he has made so many remixes, so he has a plethora of tracks to choose from and the question arises why does he choose these particular ones because indirectly some of his fans accuse him of laziness or that's what they insinuate and when i look at some of the transitions of the playlist that i'm going to discuss a little bit later on the podcast you're going to see that some of the tracks just follow the same exact sequence and i guess more Ghost and Stuff and Ghost and Stuff, they kind of go together in pairs, but um, there are some others that uh, kind of, they have, he has the same intro or outro in two different festivals. And he did play two unreleased tracks, as I'm going to mention in a short while. You can see how people who didn't focus on the show, but just focused on the music, um, they, they noticed a few things about the playlist, and I want to explore this a little bit better. A little bit more actually. To start with, there are limitations in how much and what he will play. So he usually plays uh, 90 minute shows. And because the tracks are so lengthy and an average of over five minutes, five and a half minutes, like on in Creamfields, he could only play 16 tracks. And that's the case in most of his shows, like between 16 and 18. So he has to choose very carefully. And I guess he has to consider who he's playing to and whether the crowd is a hardcore dead mouse crowd or is a generic crowd because seriously if you are a generic crowd don't you want to listen to you know the hits that made you famous so when i looked at his spotify profile for example the most popular song is ghost and stuff not surprisingly um followed by strobe followed by the veld followed by i remember followed by forware if you play in a generic festival like Creamfields, where the crowd could be a Dead Mouse fan, but also could be um, a Martin Garrix fan, are you not going to play Ghost and Stuff and Strobe and I Remember? I mean, this is really hard, isn't it? But let's see what, what the other playlist is like. 
Uh, first of all, for listeners who are not f- very, very familiar with the discography of and the releases of Dead Mouse, I just want to do a recap for you guys. So he he has released eight studio studio albums starting 2005, nine compilations, eight extended plays, one soundtrack that was the polar film for Netflix, and 46 singles. So in this Creamfields playlist, he played three tracks from Lack of a Better Name. Two tracks from four times four equals two thousand equals sixteen. Two tracks from while one is smaller than two. Sorry, but but these album titles titles are awful. <laughs> uh, two tight two two tracks from the two thousand sixteen album. I'm not even gonna mention that. You know, it's the hard drive location, and one track from Polar. And he had two um, one single that I believe doesn't belong to an amb- album. And he also have two unreleased tracks. That's uh, Saturn and Coasted. So it is spread, but uh, he only chose, uh, you know, to play tracks from four albums and the soundtrack. And as I said, you know, he has so much stuff out, and that's I think that's what his fans are, are mentioning as well. So I looked at the 2019 sets from two big festivals. Uh, one was Ultra Miami 2016, and the other was EDC Las Vegas 2019. Sorry, Ultra Miami 2019. So this year, and he actually plays six out of ten of his tracks are the same. So in Ultra, 63 of the tracks were the same. So he played again, Mind Awake, Imagine Friends, Avaritia, Three Pound Chicken Wing, My Pet Collecanta. Can never say that. More Ghost and Stuff, followed by Ghost and Stuff, Monophobia, Raise Your Weapons, and then he closed with Saturn Coasted Strobe, which is exactly the same sequence he closed um, Creamfields, and in EDC. He played Monophobia, starting with Monophobia, so same intro, Imaginary Friends, Avaritia, Three Pounds, Chicken Wing, My Pet Collect, Kanth, More Ghosts and Stuff, Followed by Ghosts and Stuff, Monophobia, Raise Your Weapons, Saturn and Coasted to close. So that was, again, 60% of the tracks were the same. So I guess, yes, his fans have a point. He uses about 6 out of 10 of his tracks for his sets are recycled stuff and it is really hard to create a mix that satisfied everybody like he doesn't play a remember anymore um, people say he shouldn't play strobe uh, people say he shouldn't play ghost and stuff but if he's playing a generic crowd he's gonna let that crowd down and then people will just say oh that was shit sorry for the expression I guess if he plays in his own shows, like in a, in a concert, you know, he's doing a Cube V3 tour starting right now, I think in September, that'll be different. And, you know, you also start wondering, are people going for the show or the music? Yes, there are hardcore fans who go for the music, but how many people do actually go for the show and they don't care what the music is about? And that's a whole different topic to discuss like what who what is the concept of a dj what is the concept of i saw him live does it mean that you actually saw a person pressing play as famously dead mouse has said in the past or did they play live instruments because that is really hard and anybody who says no then they should prove it to me 
So that was the topic of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the controversy. Do go to the channel. Do have a look at the show. It does look amazing. You can mute the music if you don't like to, if you're bored of the same playlist. What would you suggest? Like, what would be your perfect mixtape of Dead Mouse's tunes over the years? I mean, he's been around for 15 years almost now. He does have a selection. He does have, you know, loads of songs, both on his hard drive as well as the releases. I'd be interested to, to hear that. Thank you very much for spending time with us because where you choose to spend your time is really important and we appreciate your choosing us. Please make sure you followed and share this podcast if the topics we discussed spark your interest and you appreciate us going off the beaten route. Do remember that we are ravers just like you. I have been dancing for 30 years now. We're independent and not sponsored by any DJ, record label, event, festival or corporate. We pay for all our tickets ourselves and records we buy and therefore we're not here just to be super positive about everything when we damn well know the problems or things could be better. We thought that set was rubbish. We have the guts to say loud and proud even though it is unpopular because we've been listening for 30 years to old genres of dance music and we know not everything is always 100% sparkling amazing. What we say and discuss here comes from experience and our own genuine beliefs and our sole interest is to bring ravers together and spark a debate on how to make the scene better and keep the rave alive. For that we have to ask your help. We ask you to subscribe to the podcast, hint it's free, and our YouTube channel, free again, but also share it with your friends and keep your feedback coming. This is your podcast as much as ours. And for that, we need to know what you want to be discussing. You can email us at freakbits2016 at gmail.com, tweet us on freakbits underscore cast, or DM us on our Instagram at freakbitsedmpodcast. And if you go to the anchor.fm website, you can even leave us a voice message and a rant. That's easy. Until next time, remember, get your freak on.